Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes tuning the fact about everything it is, mental health, disability, and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, as always, Lee Cadman. And today we're going to be talking about the strikes. And it's everywhere. It's all over social media, the mainstream media. And I think what the press and the politicians thought we were going to do is turn on our key workers. And I'm happy to say we're not. But before we get into that and all the nitty-gritty, you know, if you're out there, write in, put your comments on it. And, and if you are listening to us on YouTube, so press, press the subscribe button. And if you're on Apple, please leave a comment and a review. But as always, we're going to go into our gratitude list. I'm grateful. I'm feeling well. First time in ages, I'm feeling bloody robust. You know, just feeling great. You know, it's I'm always running at 80%, 90%, 80%. But I'm actually feeling bloody good. I'm back into my exercise. I've uh, done my weights today. I've done my first run in God knows how long. And I hate running, but it's going to get the timber off me. But I'm eating better. I'm, I actually had a brilliant night's sleep last night. And yeah, just I'm I'm grateful for feeling well. How about you, old pal? Cool. Oh, I think um, this week what am I grateful for? <laughs> Considering you ask this question every week, you'd think up the fair, wouldn't you? Get that's per usual. What's that? Twice a week. I'm, you know what? I'm I'm grateful for the book you brought me. I'm looking forward to reading that, Kev. Everyone who's been listening to us ever since Christmas. The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse, the TV programme, it's amazing. You can get it on iPlayer. You can, if you're on Sky TV, you can talk into your, your remote. The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. And I bought Leader Book because you, you love reading, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I absolutely love reading. I'm looking forward to reading it. I've got a, I've got a bit of a backlog, actually, of books I've got to read at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting around to that. And on another note, I'm grateful. I passed my level two um send law today as well. yeah, yeah i passed oh, it today so i'm on, now on to level three the last level i'm looking forward to getting that getting started on that is there three levels three levels bloody hell you've done that well haven't you? i've done it uh you get six months to do with them and uh done the first two within a month Fair but you know what when you get your head stuck into it it's been a great distraction for me to be quite honest to, to be doing that because you have to be fully focused to do it so yeah it's been great distraction about everything else that's going on and just sitting down and and concentrating on that and and getting through and well, it's been enjoyable we need people like to, to, if anyone had to listen to it again can you explain uh, what the, the sen is uh, so yeah it's, it's basically the law regarding um children with disabilities children and young people with disability and regarding to what they're entitled to within schools and and things along that line it's a bit it's a bit more complicated than that but uh as i've said to kev we'll get um, a true professional on with us one day and we'll we'll sit down and do a proper podcast on it but once again it affects people doesn't it with disabilities and the families of disabilities and education yeah and which brings us on to the strikes because it's our teachers our nurses our 
our um, train drivers and ambulance workers ambulance workers and he thinks and whether you're poor or whether you're on the benefits or whether you're the working class or whether you're the middle class we all either know a nurse a teacher uh, an ambulance driver you know in that in, within the nhs yeah. or within education or we have been to the nhs for help or we have our children are in school or we are teachers and I'm very proud at this moment of the British public because we're not turning on our own, because these are our people. Obviously, everyone in the country is our people, but it's like, once again, the poor, the working class and the middle class, these are our family members. These are our direct relatives, colleagues, and they affect all of our lives, don't they? Yeah, I think the government um, thought it wasn't going to be like that, didn't they? I think mm -hmm. they thought the people would start turning. And obviously, there is an element there that... Uh, don't agree to it but i think the vast majority agree to what they're doing potentially that may change when the teachers strike because it's going to affect a lot more people you know the, when teachers strike like if you if you don't need the hospital you don't need a, a nurse at that time do you so you don't really realize the effect that the strikes are having in that sense but there's a lot of people who have children that go to school that don't have children that go to school then there may be a boss of someone who has children who can't come to work because their children are off school because of strikes. I think it's, you know, I think the effect of a teacher being off could potentially uh, affect more people than a nurse and an ambulance. Like, you only call an ambulance if you're in an emergency, don't you? But it's like we've, um, I saw on um, one of the social media sites, you're going, oh, well, um, they're going to have uh, seven days off. But last year when I took my child out of school... I had to pay the fine. But we've we seen it straight on a selfish point, aren't we? Mm. Well, I had to pay £60, whereas we need fair pay. Because if our teachers don't have fair pay and they don't, and we take away the pensions and we take away the school holidays, who in the right mind wants to be a teacher? So with the nurses, you go into these jobs as a, a teacher, and obviously we have good and bad and everything, but as a good teacher, which most of them are, Good teachers are there to teach to the best of their ability. A nurse is there, not only just to keep someone alive, is to care for someone. And if we're not paying the people the fair wage, then we lose them. Hmm. We lose them to private. We lose them to going abroad. We lose them to going to bloody Different work in Aldi. Yeah. You know what I mean? We lose them to other jobs, whereas they are born. We're all born with certain things that we're good at. And that some people are born teachers. and Some people are born... Uh, carers, uh, some people, you know, I mean, imagine being on the ambulance, and uh, you know, you're getting through the traffic, and then they got someone and someone's dying. It takes a special breed of person, and we're not paying them accordingly. It's cruel, it's it's terrible, it's inhumane. Hmm. So, for the sake of being uncomfortable, we've got to allow them to do it. Well, I think you've got to realize the circumstances are not sticking up for the rights. And that is the schools will continue to be underfunded. Mm. The the teachers won't want to be there mm. because they don't see they, they don't see or we don't see the feel like they see the value in them. You know, there's nothing worse than having someone there who feels undervalued. You know, you're not going to give your best at that point. You know, the knock on effect. Same with nurses and same with ambulance drivers. Same with the railway workers. If people feel undervalued, they're not going to give you their best. Mm. 
and that's the way people are feeling and ultimately if they can't if they're not if none of these things are funded right that's far more damaging than strikes far oh. more we've seen it in the nhs now even without strikes there's 500 people dying a week because of the backlog and because of the 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 weight on ambulance drivers and the the lack of nurses and the lack of care and that's what underfunding does and the ambulance drivers you're waiting there like five hours with people in the back and they got put in there because they're thinking yeah the phone's going go on we need someone down here we need and they're going i want to what can i do just will you leave you in the shed mm. but there's got to be something there there's got to be something extensions i'm not clever enough to answer if anyone is clever enough please let me know well the the solution at the moment is to put the mate into the community quicker into nursing and care homes but the floor is of that there's not enough staff to cover that end of things so it's a it's a really flawed plan um, well, and again it comes from 13 years of being underfunded this is what happens this is where we're in because of that well i saw something it was, it's going to cost 10 billion pounds to give people the the right money and he went oh but we're going to hold that money back for our frontline workers go, well, how much more frontline can you get than uh, your well, nurses that, your ambulances <laughs> and your teachers that's just bollocks for want of a better word in it look ultimately that money so if, if it's going to cost 10 billion pound that money goes into people's wages who then spend it in the economy that 10 billion pound every bit of that's taxed mm. it's if, by the time it's spent and back into the the bank's profits it's probably been taxed three or four times so you know ultimately they get that money back either way but it's simple like with these 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 angels of two years ago Every key worker, from your shopkeepers to your your binmen to your tarmacers, all the people who kept the country going when everyone else couldn't. At that time, people were applauding and we forgot about it. And you're thinking, once again, we talk about this all the time, but bloody parking. And it's, you're thinking, what world do you live in? Mm. We've got to look after these people. We've got to look after We've got to pay them the right wage. You've got to pay them so they don't need to use food banks. And, you know, as, as I mentioned I think last week, there's two hospitals in the black country that have had to set food bank up for the staff. Which is criminal. It's just, yeah. It just, uh, it is, isn't it? It's just, you can't get your head around it, can you? And when these people, I mean, I'll bloody, I'll a bit of a tangent, but I went, I went to um, a shop the other day and we were there. And this, this is different but the same. You got people. Like I went for a blood test. I'll show you. I went for a blood test the other day, and yet you, nowadays you have to make an appointment. You have to make an appointment to go for a blood test. But I've got a letter from my specialist, so I can just apparently go in. But you have to make appointments. You get there. My name's Kevin Dillon. You haven't made an appointment. I've got a letter. We managed to get it done. But there, as I walked in in the one in Mary Hill now, there was three to five nurses who were twiddling their thumbs, wanting to work, but then. People were turning up saying, can I come in for a blood test? And they were having to be turned away because they hadn't made an appointment. Who's made that policy? That's just Who's... madness, isn't it? It's just madness. If it's full in there, they turn up and you say, you've got to make an appointment. But if literally the people waiting to do those things, then surely common sense prevails and you go, you know what, you're here, let's get it done. But it's, it's like, like you can't at the moment, like, once again, these aren't the doctor and nurses' faults, what I'm about to say, so I'm yeah. not having to go at them. I'm not having to go at anyone. But how have we gone backwards since COVID? Mm. When you, you phone up on a Monday, can I have an appointment? Sorry, Mr. Dillon, there's no appointments. Well, can you get me in any time in the week? Are you If you're still pretty, can you come in Thursday? Yes. Now you have to do it day by day. 
Yeah. And I think who, who's kept that ruling? And then, like, um, on my personal doctors, I can't phone in anymore. And you can't just turn up at the surgery to ask for an appointment. Obviously impaired. Oh, we'll get your wife to send an email. Great. My wife goes to work. You know, and you're thinking, surely put a little line under it saying, you know, because of your circumstances, either you can call up, your mom can call up, your wife can come up, you you know, yeah. or phone us. But sure, you know, it should be that for anyone. Why, why make booking an appointment hard? Yeah. Why not give you five or six different options to book that appointment? I can't read. Okay. I can't write. I can't see. I can't. I haven't got a device. Yeah. This this way suits you. Mm. Yeah. That's just madness, isn't it? That you can't you can't do that. But if there is anyone for the NHS, tell us because I bet it infuriates <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I saw these girls there and you saw them going like, bring him in. And uh, mm. you know, this person on the desk. And we all have a go at the receptionist, but it's not her fault. She don't lose her job because we're thinking, what has happened to common sense? Mm. Yeah. And if you have got a appointment and there's five waiting, why not book them for appointment like in two minutes' time? Well, the ladies, the ladies, my, in fact, the ladies. My mum was there, and she said, "There's two ladies. One was a woman, around about our age. Make an appointment mm. on your phone. Just do it now." And she went, "Oh, thank, thank you." And the other lady went, "I haven't got a phone." I, you know, it's, it, that could have been my mum. That could have yeah. been me just going, I mean, yeah. Mm. I haven't got a device. I, I don't know how to use it. Yeah. So that wouldn't be on the case. She could just go, I shouldn't do this. But, yeah. you know what I mean? Boy, <sighs> but once again, it's like when um, when you turn up to an A&E and you, find you broke your leg or you've been stabbed or whatever. And you go, I want to be seen now. And you're having to go at the person. They go, we can't make this go. Any faster, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the shame of it, isn't it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's that many vacancies now within the NHS that uh, delays are going to be there, and there's that many vacancies because there's not good pay or good working conditions. But what are two things that are quite easily fixed? But back in our day, you had Worst Hospital, you had the guest, you had uh, Russell's Hall, you had there's another one somewhere, where is it? But we had we had a couple of hospitals all mm. around here. So like Wordsley was mainly maternity, but they had other bits. The guest had this, Russell's up. But then you shut all the other hospitals around to make a super hospital. Yeah, try to condense. Oh, it. Corbett's. Corbett's. Yeah, they're still there. Corbett's is still there, but that was the other hospital I was thinking yeah. of. But it's like, well, don't put that all said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Because mm. how about if one is overrun, how about if a super bug does come in? How about if something happens? But you know, if we've got more options all around us. Well, they've done the same with the police stations now. Well, yeah. They've closed the London police stations and uh, it's all one one hub somewhere, but it's, uh, yeah, it just doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work like that. And they're looking at reopening Stabridge now because, funny enough, crime's gone off since they've closed that police station. But it's a deterrent. And if you've yeah. got someone coming from two miles away, be it an ambulance uh, or a bobby, or if you've got someone coming from 20 miles an hour, uh, 20 miles away, that's a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, Think the idea is, is that they're out on the road near places, but it just doesn't work that way. Or, like, back in the day, you uh, a, a bobby would be out. Whenever you see a bobby now, it's blue lighting. Mm. He's on the way to go somewhere. And that's the same with the ambulance. You know what I mean? Ambulances were on the, you know, to set off somewhere. Now they're either parked outside the uh, hospital or they're on the way. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Like my wife used to work on the ambulance and people still work there, uh, who we know. And it's, you've got 100,000 phone calls coming all the time and just going, it's going to be two hours. It's going to be five hours. It's going to be, I was something on the news the other day and they, they'd say it's the first, like, we've said this before the lockdown, we're going to have a massive PTSD breakdown of nurses and doctors. And you've got doctors and nurses who are signing off uh, on the Tuesday, going back in the Wednesday, and the person still hasn't been seen. Yeah. And how demoralising that is when you've had a 12-hour shift or 10-hour, whatever shift it is, you're grueling, you can't physically give any more. Then you go back the same day and you go, Mr. Cadman, he's still here. Yeah. So they ain't got a bed. Again, I mean, this is why while they're striking, it's not just about pay, it's about it's about it, the dangers that, that's actually there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's just dangerous, isn't it? Whether you like whatever's going on, and it again, it's down to being underfunded. Mm-hmm. Either underfunded or the money's not channeled in the right direction. Bit you know, we we don't we don't run the book, so we don't know we don't know kind of that. But ultimately, there's not enough funding on the lower floor to accommodate what's going on. So whether it's from the the, the money not being put in the right position, or whether it's from not having enough money. Yeah, that's that's up to other people to decide, but ultimately they're not just striking to get better pay. They're striking to get better conditions where patients aren't waiting there for three days to be seen. And they're looked after. And they're looked and after. And there isn't just one nurse. And there's more than them because because it's decent pay. There's more than people aren't leaving to go elsewhere. Isn't just one nurse looking after thirteen people? Mm. Who's not just a nurse? You're a matriarch. You're. A... You're a cleaner, you're a counsellor, you, you run around trying to do everything, putting out fires all the time, and one person can't look after 13 people. No, and the same, there's, there's exactly the same issue within social care as well now. I was speaking to um, a social worker the other day, and uh, she basically said, uh, I, th- I can't remember the full safe range, but the safe range is something like 10 people to one social worker. She had 30, hmm. 30 people she had to look after. Now, these people that come out of hospital tend to have to go in the care that care route whether it's social care or, or whatever and, and that's what that's what's backing up hospitals as well there's not enough people on the outside to look after these people so they're not being released but it's great when we keep in is care in the community mm. care, there's not enough carers in the community and the community doesn't look after the community mm-hmm. so you've got these poorly people who are isolated not having the right care because they don't get the right care not having the tablets not having the food Bump, they go back in, and you think it's an endless circle. Mm. But once again, we've got to be looking after our, our carers more. You know the uh, the 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 care in the community. You know the um, the home help and the carers and uh, the unpaid most, carers, the unpaid carers and the paid carers. We've got to be looking after them all. Mm. I mean, like the, like if you're a carer for your loved one, it's false claim when you get paid, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, really they call it a volunteer job, and that's why they get round it. But ultimately, you don't it's you don't volunteer to do it. It's a position that you find yourself in, and you can't, as we just said, you can't actually rely on anyone else to do it for obvious reasons. As you just said, there's not enough people. They're underpaid. Blah blah blah. You know, we can go on and on. So yeah, it's um, it's you know what, Kev? Though you'd find there's a lot less unpaid carers who would have issues if um, people who were supposed to be helping you did the job. Yeah. 
to be quite honest. Yeah. You know, it's not, I think there's an understanding that, yeah, it's not a lot of pay, um, but you are looking after a loved one. Mm. Uh, there's things within law that say you should have respite as, an, uh, as a carer. Uh, it's literally in law, you should have respite and uh, you could get around pretty much any carrier and ask them what respite they're getting. It'd be absolutely none. Mm. Absolutely none, you know, and and things like that. If they if they actually followed the letter of the law, and this is local authority, and give these carers respite, again, you, you'd go, okay, well, we're not paying pay grade, but we're looking after that, and you kind of had an understanding. Or if you could phone a service up and they actual get back to you, yeah. you know, or send an email and actually say, actually, I've received your email, I'm onto it, or, you know. But there's none of that. There's no there's no actual care in that side of things, and. It, as we've always been like the mental and we health. call strike and well but imagine if the volunteer sector not just from carers to i don't know boxing coaches football coaches food bank workers food bank mm. whoever you know the samaritans you know, all these people the volunteers have just went oh then down tools mm. and you're thinking bloody hell this unpaid army the country's folding yeah even like you know the people in in the hospitals who are going taking your coffees they wear the red tops yeah yeah. and the volunteers and i'll tell you something where you know better than most when you've been in there for a time and just someone going like, do you want a bicky mm. do you want a couple do you want a couple you know what i mean that kind of yeah thank thank you love thank you and it, it's nice isn't it having yeah, someone yeah. there yeah and they're so underrated but if you take away the volunteers man i think like what's it called a national strike the general general strike I think it's on the door. I think it's there. It and is. I think it's got to, we've got to be patient when it happens. It will affect us all. Mm -hmm. But we need action now. We've come so far and it, it, it's weathering all of us from the middle class to working class to the poor. It is affecting us now. Mm. And it has done for a long time. But it's so apparent now. If we aren't going to be uncomfortable for a bit we're never going to grow as a nation no no that's right that's right everyone should be out there on that strike with them at that point and applauding them and mm -hmm. just going you know what it's going to be tough yeah the, but tough times make tough people yeah growth only comes from adversity so now is the time to be understanding and go i understand they're doing it for the benefit of everyone that's what you got to remember so it might not benefit us now, but it will benefit everyone in the long run. Because on the mental health tip, like you saying about people not helping, you know, when they, the, the people who should be helping us aren't helping us, they, in fact, they're putting up even more obstacles than enough to these nurses not having the, the pay rise, the teachers, to should I strike, shouldn't I strike? Well, if I strike, I've still got to pay my electricity. I've still got to... To make those decisions to not have a week's paid work plays very much on your mental health, doesn't it? Oh, of course it will. Course when you've still got your bills, you've still got a family, you've still yeah. got all your bills, and you're thinking, I've got to be brave now. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Well, ultimately, in terms of cost of living, it's only going to go up, isn't it? So if these people don't strike now, eventually, if they're already at food bank now in hospitals, eventually that's going to get worse and worse and worse to the point what happens i don't know so you've got to strike now while you stand any kind of chance of being able to afford to take that time off because it's only going to get worse 
It's a power to the people, man. Yep, definitely. As I always say, we are the we the people are the government, but we've got to stand up. We can't expect other people to do it for us. So we have got to be prepared to get uncomfortable so we can have the changes. Yeah. And I think that'll leave us. Now, hopefully, this Thursday, we're joined by Sarah, who is a pharmacist. So she's going to be talking about uh, different pharmaceuticals and diabetes, find about different um, things on diabetes, where I'm interested in because I have some of my young boxers uh, downstairs at the club who are diabetics. So I'm always willing to learn. You know, that's what education is, asking questions so they can give us the answer. The only way of beating ignorance is by asking questions and listening to the answer. In fact, that'll be me quote. <laughs> the only way of beating ignorance is by asking questions and listening to the answer. So, guys, until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. To our Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.